Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. All right, all right, so good, you know, man, the NRA had their annual meeting. And it was all kumbaya. So, you know, what I want to do, I do want to listen to the president and also the vice president of the United States. I want to listen to what they actually said about national reciprocity and the Hearing Protection Act. All right. So take a, you know, just take a listen to this because they had a lot to say about the National Reciprocity Act and the Hearing Protection Act. Here's your president. Nothing. Crickets. That's what happened. Not a damn thing. This president is playing the gun community for a fool. Uh, he talked about everything except national reciprocity and the Hearing Protection Act. Uh, we have a Republican Congress. We have a Republican White House. Uh, so what is the excuse and why, is, why isn't this president of the United States pushing the issues of the Second, uh, second Community, the Second Amendment community? That's what I like to know. Because I'm very disappointed in what's going on uh, with our Second Amendment rights. It's not being pushed. We need to be on the offensive and not the defensive. You know, we have these Tide Pod kids. They're putting up this, you know, this big facade. And they have no knowledge about what's going on. They're talking about, you know, why is it that doing the convention or the annual meeting, how come, you know, you can't carry a gun? You know, and, and you know, and I asked Max... To hang on over, you know, to hang here, in, you I'm know, here. from um, from his hour, because Max had a lot to say about that. You know, Max, so welcome to Come and Talk It. Thank you very much. It's glad to be here, man. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. All right. So, you know, what what are your thoughts about the, the, the NRA's annual meeting? Well, it's uh, very interesting to actually sit there and watch snippets of it, although I was actually, um, well, actually, I spent time reading and watching about uh, President Trump. I think he spoke for like an hour and 30 minutes, I think, or an hour and 15 minutes. And the part that really I found, you may, I don't know, actually, I'm very curious if you actually agree or disagree with me on this. I found it extremely hypocritical that the President of the United States, actually brought up London, I want to get to that too, knife crime in London, I should point out a city I know well, inside out actually. Okay. But uh, as far as uh, Donald Trump saying that we should arm teachers, is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Especially, I disagree. We well, should, hold on, we hold should on. arm teachers. Hold on, hold on. Espe we should allow teachers to carry. Especially when, if you had actually gone there with your firearm, which I think you own one or two, uh, if you had actually gone there uh, to Dallas, you wouldn't have been allowed to carry that gun into the convention hall. Yet supposedly we're allowed to have teachers with guns. I do just you know find why? the whole thing that's do, ridiculous. Do you know why? 
you, I already know the answer, but you tell me. I think I know. You, you know the Secret Service. This is their policy. All right, the Secret Service controls everything. The, the thing about the Secret Service, think back to 9-11 when George Bush was in office. And they thought that po- there was a possibility of George Bush being one of the targets other than New York and also the Pentagon. So at that point, who took over the Secret Service? No one knew where the president was. The Secret Service but, was in charge. I, that is their job. The point, you cannot bring guns around the president of the United it, States and the vice president at all. I don't want guns around little kids either. I well, mean, I don't. The reason, just so you know, the, the the reason I make fun of, we found Alex Jones's brain lately, is because he actually said the Newtown massacre didn't happen, right? And it's a despicable thing to say. I'm just making the point that if you don't want those sort of things to happen. Then arming, arming the hypocrisy of arming. If don't ask him, rephrase it. Donald Trump got on there and said, "I did watch this." Okay. So, so you know, Go I ahead. did watch it. Okay. I gave me a headache, but but I did watch it. Okay. Where he said that if there, I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to be slightly wrong, but he did basically say if there was teachers that were armed, then these then we would be protecting the kids, and if people were armed in these uh, in Paris, he's brought up Paris and London. I don't know how he managed to. Upset, almost said a very rude word there. Well, because, upset you know, are you really talking about uh, London? Yeah, really? Where, do you, really? Think, Come where on. do you think I'm from? Crime, crime is getting worse in London. Do you think I'm from Point Blank, Texas? Well, well, you know what? Well, tell us about the crime in London and how the fact that it's actually getting it's worse I than New York you, City. Oh, see, that, that's totally These nonsense. are your stats. These are your stats. I it's can, worse than New York City. I can answer that specifically. Please okay? do. Just because you seem like a good guy, oh, sure. I'm going to educate and you trust a me, bit. And we're going to wait for it. Okay, okay. So so the, so the crime in London, as when you say crime, you're just talking specifically, of course, about uh, knife crime. No, right? we're talking crime, period. Okay, I could talk about well, both if I you mean, want. But I mean, knife, a, let's the, talk about knife crime because that's what Donald Trump brought up. We're talking up. the totality. Donald Trump, Donald I mean, Trump, the murder rate. Donald uh, Trump brought yeah, up yeah. the murder rate. Donald Trump brought up and the don't, murder don't rate. Don't forget to mention the asset now. Go ahead. We'll wait. Sorry, the what? See? Uh-huh. No, yeah, I didn't actually kind of understand what you I said. I know. Asphinctor don't know, know what I'm talking about. I didn't about know now. what you We're said. We're talking the asset. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when he said that one of the one of the hospitals was like a war zone, it's just that's just ridiculous thing. To say. It's, it's asinine. It means nothing. It's, it's the stupidest thing right. to say. Now, the fact that kids have died this year, teen, most predominantly, we're talking young people, right? Teenagers and uh, 20-something kids have knifed sure. each other. That is terrible. Absolutely. Who is going to argue with that? No one is going to argue with that, that that's a terrible thing. Right. But could you imagine the, what would have happened if there had been guns? It would have been a thousand times worse. It's awful. I'm not suggesting for one minute that – there, listen – I know the city inside out. I can tell you right now, there are definitely parts of London I wouldn't want to walk alone at night. Okay, except with you if you had your machine gun with you, right? But seriously, you'd be okay with me. Well, I'd be okay with you in the sense of that uh, if, if you, you had, have your machine gun, if you had your Uzi, only if I had my Uzi. Yes, exactly. Then you'd be okay. you only if I had an Uzi, you'd be safe in London. No, that's, I that's said telling. I didn't say that. <laughs> that is, yes, I didn't did. say that. Did I said, you not just say I, that? I didn't say oh, that. I said parts goodness. of London. I said parts of London. I said parts of London. Throw, you don't want to go. Don't rocks from a glass house. No, there are parts of London. You're about to come out of your seat right now. No, no, no. There are parts of there are parts of London. Yes, you don't want to walk through these neighborhoods. What if you're a poor person who can't afford to live somewhere else? and you're stuck there. What's your point? It's I mean, like, you don't want to walk there because it's dangerous. If, if I don't, there's if lots I don't, of places you don't want to walk sure, when it's dangerous, but if, right? Sure, but if I'm living there, shouldn't I have the ability to defend myself? Yeah, you do. 
It's called, I mean, you're not even supposed to carry a knife. I mean, there's carrying a knife that's illegal. These kids, they can't, here's the thing to keep in mind. These kids that are getting knives, yeah. they're getting knives because they can't get guns. So that's a good thing. So right? should they ban all the knives? They are banned, but they're still getting them, right? That's, I mean, it's how, just how am I going to gonna cook when I get home? No, I'm talking about a concealed knife, not a, not a big the, so foot-long like the carving assault, knife. The assault knives? Yes, you can't buy those, right? You're not supposed <laughs> to have those. I mean, I mean, if someone stabs you in, in the heart with a six-inch knife, does it make a difference if it flips out or if it's a kitchen knife? My point being, actually, flip blade knives are illegal in London, right? They're illegal in the UK. But it so they hasn't really made a difference. It's made a difference in the sense of the, unless you, if you really want one, you're going to get it. But but you it's hard to get a gun. You cannot, the reason you don't see right. these kids killing each other with guns. But, but I'm, I'm not. Now listen, criminals can get, I'm not saying, outside. Serious, serious criminals can get guns. For some reason, you're stuck serious. on guns. You only think about you're guns. You're not thinking about, about all the other weapons. There are so many different weapons that are used what is the as murder? tools if you to actually kill take the murder, If you actually take the murder rate for all of UK, if you actually take the murder rate for all of the UK, which is how big, by the way, 64 million people. Which are how many people? Okay, great. 64 million all people, right. right? I mean, including Scotland, the whole place, right? Sure. Which, uh, the size of what compared to the United States? Uh, well, uh, Texas is what? 25 million? Okay. So, I mean, it's basically two and a half times bigger okay. than Texas. Okay. okay. All right. As far as population and goes. So not we, in land we, mass. Not so in land we, mass. If we double our crime in Texas and then in, you know, comparable to. No, to actually, the UK, if you actually take. What would happen if, with you those actually, if you actually take the murder rate per 100,000 people, sure. the actual murder rate versus United States is like one tenth, right? It's because, very simple, if you shoot someone. It's a lot easier to kill someone with a gun than it is with a knife. You've got to get within three feet to kill having, someone you're with other a knife. Issues. You're, they can't get access to guns, so what no. are they doing? So you're using vehicles. They're using knives. They're using acid. You don't think people use knives in vehicles here too? Yeah, yeah. The totality so what's your of it. Point? And that's why it's worse in London than it's it is in not, New York City. It's not worse in London than in New York really? City. No, it's not. What you show you me the, Then you pull it up. You've got the screen here. You oh, show us. Will you please pull up the pull stats? Up the We're going to show him when we come back from the next break. Um, how... Crime is actually worse in London than it is in New York City. It is not. It's, I would say... You're saying that. Just because you say it doesn't make it true. And you saying the same thing doesn't but make I'm, it true. But I'm so. from Missouri. They show me state, so I'm going to show you. Trust That's me. That's fine. I understand that, Jake, All right, let's go the to way. the phone lines. I've, phone been, line. I've been here long enough to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I call in numbers 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. John, you on with Come and Talk It. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Max. I agree with you. There, there's a lot of issues when it comes to guns, but you're missing the point, brother. Your people are the reason that we have the Second Amendment. You guys outlawed knives. You guys outlawed swords, and you guys were tyrannical. Your 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 entire existence over there in England is because you were tyrannical. So it's all my fault is what you're saying, actually. No, I'm <laughs> saying your policy, your idea that we can't defend ourselves. You know why they don't have carjackings here in Austin? You Say know what? Did I, thought, I thought I just saw, I heard one on the radio about some kid was yeah, kidnapped in the back one. of a car. You saw one. But look, look at L.A., look at New York, look at Chicago, look at these places that do what you're talking about doing. You're, you're setting yourself up to be a fool because the reason they don't mess with people is because we have the castle doctrine. Not only can I protect myself and my family, but I can protect you. Even though you don't want to be protected, I can do it. I can get out with my gun, with my CHL, and I can protect you. But that doesn't matter to you. And the stats that show that anybody who has a CHL 
is like point something percent to not commit a crime. Well, actually, let me just let me just interrupt you for one second. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name because I can't see the screen from here. I forget. John. John. Hey, John. So let me just make it very clear. I I live in Texas, and I understand people have handguns. I am not advocating for one second that people should take away people's right to a handgun. All I'm and I've actually fired. And your illustrious host right here might like to know, I've actually fired a 45 Magnum more than once, and I'm actually a pretty good shot, as well as firing AR-15s, with a friend of mine who was a tank commander in Iran, excuse me, in Iraq, who was a West Point graduate, top 10%, and even he told me that I was a pretty good shot. So I've done it, right? I'm not BSing you. I've actually yeah, done but, it. But what I'm saying, difference. but I don't agree with you that you should say, though, that it makes the place safer. I'm not suggesting for one second. I live in Texas. I understand. But I don't believe for one second it makes it safer. All right. So Why you know what? Let's, let's look at some stats here. Uh, what are our stats in London? It looks like uh, in February, 15 people were murdered in London and 14 in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, in March, there were 22 fatal stabbings and shootings in London and only 21 in New York. Yeah. They, so first off, I'm not arguing for one second that it's increased. Right, it's close. It's but, worse. But it's, just go ahead and admit it. It's what, one max. Yeah, can you just the, admit the, it? The point being that as far as it goes with <laughs> overall crime, in overall crime in London, which you were supposed to be looking up, has not. You cannot compare overall crime within the UK and the US. You okay. cannot compare it. And then uh, John, hold on, hold on, guys. And, and John, here's here's what you're talking about. You're talking about the conviction rates for handgun license holders in Texas. There are forty two thousand seven hundred and ninety seven total convictions in the state of Texas uh, for the year two thousand sixteen. Out of that 42,797, only 148 were license holders that were convicted of a crime. And that is 0.3458% of the total crime for the state of Texas. So what's your point? Good license so holders are good guys. We are, you are a license holder. are not the ones committing the crime. I am not yeah. suggesting for one. I did, I just, didn't I just say? I know I said it because I heard myself say it. I had this argument with other people. I know I said it because I heard myself say it. Sure. I am not advocating getting rid of handguns in Texas. All I'm saying is it's a misnomer to say that it makes the world a safer place. All right, so no, we're talking no. with – hold on there, John. Hold on, John. We're talking with hey, Max. John's getting fired up. Oh, no, yeah. Hold on there. Hang in there. Hang in back. there, John, mate. Hang, hang on, mate. I'll come back to you. All right, so we're talking about the NRA annual meeting. Uh, let's listen – you know, and we, we listened earlier to what the president and vice president had to say about national reciprocity and also the Hearing Protection Act. We come back. We're going to talk about that. We're going to come back to John. He's on the phone. we got Max in here from the earlier hour. He's talking to us about the U.K. and how great it is. Uh, but Why we're going to let him that? know that more guns <laughs> equals less Crime. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. On air, online, and on your smart device. Talk 1370 is the right choice.
welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Uh, All right, this weekend was the NRA's annual meeting. So, uh, you know, the president and the vice president had a lot to say about national national reciprocity, also the Hear Protect Protection Act. Listen to this. Ah, nothing. Uh, nothing. Nothing was talked about when it comes to national reciprocity. We didn't mention the Hearing Protection Act or anything like that, uh, which is sad because we have a Republican-controlled Congress. We have a Republican-controlled House and a Republican-controlled Senate and the White House. There's no reason why we cannot get a pro-gun bill passed in this country. No reason whatsoever. Uh, and so if the gun community is not crying out and saying, what's up, Mr. President, you're here at the NRA convention. We don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about what's going on with everything else. You're at the NRA convention, the annual meeting. All I want to hear about is the National Reciprocity Act and also the Hear Protection Act. Yesterday, all we heard was everything else except for that. And this is a charade. And so I'm just not buying it. Not I'm not going for it whatsoever. And so we left off, you know. Let me go back to John on the phone line. Then our phone line is 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. John, what were you saying? <clears throat> My brother came here to visit me in Texas from Chicago. Never shot a gun. or Actually, he had shot a shotgun. And so he came here to visit me, and I'm a veteran. My wife's a veteran. And, you know, I have a lot of guns. But... They don't really ever leave my face. Like, I got guns around the house. My 12-year-old knows how to shoot a gun. My wife knows how to shoot a gun. We teach them responsibility. I don't ever, ever want to actually have to use it against somebody. But I'll tell you what. If somebody kicks in my door or does this or that, that's what the point of it is. It's not the point that I have to fight somebody with a knife because they have a gun and they're a criminal. And so let me and, let, let me and John, let me ask Max this. Uh, well, John, let me ask you, uh, have your guns when you pull them out of your safe and you set them down on the table, did they shoot anyone? No, absolutely never. And, no? Then, you know, this is this is one of the things that my brother really learned because we went out and shot. I got a. I got a Saiga, which is like an AK-47. Saiga, uh-huh. You know, um, I got, a, you know, an AR-15. I got, you know, these different weapons that he went out to go shoot, and he learned the amount of responsibility for it. He he was able to actually, I understand, Max, you said you shot a forty-five. I did, but, and an AR-15 and other weapons. Yeah, I've done all that. But, but, he, but for some reason, he doesn't he he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like hunting or anything like that. So he he rather just goes to the grocery store and. I would. I'd rather food. I'd rather go see the slices of meat that well, someone else. So would I. There. So would I. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go treat a deer. I don't want to go do all the stuff you have to do to actually get the meat. But the the thing is, is it's not just for one purpose. They're multi-purposed weapons. And let's let's say like... Well, you wouldn't go hunting with an AR-15 anyway, would you? Why not? Would you? I'm told, uh, listen, Absolutely. I'm told if you went hunting with an AR-15, if you if you shot at a deer, basically destroy the deer, there'd be nothing left, right? And this... Not, a, not if you shoot it right. It oh. depends on where you shoot it. And I like an AR better than I like anything else. I'm actually more, prof- I'm more proficient with my AR than I am with a pistol. 
And I like iron sights. I don't like red dots or anything like that. I have like no that. idea what you're talking about, I, but and, okay. And but <laughs> but let's, let's, just, let's just take Hawaii, for instance, right now. What's, what's going on? Everybody's sitting there screaming, saying the government should be giving me shelter, should be giving me this, should be giving me that. Let's just say it actually continues for another few weeks, months, God forbid. People are going to be looting, looting and rioting and doing all kinds of stuff to take care of their family. And you're telling me a knife is good enough? But no, your knives are banned. So you can't use a knife. You can't use a gun to protect yourself and your stuff and your family. I mean, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I go back to the same question. Because there, while we're on the break, yeah. he, t- he said that you look like a, um, a teacher's aide. Right. So it's kind of innocent so, looking. Yeah. We started talking about appearances, which is what you usually do when you don't have a good argument. Oh, please. But uh, since, we're, <laughs> since, we're, since we're on the subject, I, I, I happened to look up pictures of the London stabbing victims. And um, surprisingly, none of them look like you. No, they're all young. Yeah, they're, they're young. They're, they're also 19. minorities. They're 19. My, I agree with you. They right. And they're yeah. pro- probably most of them they're don't. They're not white guys. No. Where do you, what area of London do you think they live in? Um, a lot of them would live in east side of London, in the east end, in probably in Hackney, south of the some river. Some of those areas south, you mentioned south of the you don't river. want to walk through? No, I would walk through them, but not, some of those not at night, no. You wouldn't want to live there, sir. No, I would, actually, I wouldn't mind. Some of them, are, you actually have to think about parts of London that years ago, well, you, they you, would definitely wouldn't want to live there, but now are fantastic. there are places that you would not live in London. There are places that you wouldn't want to be around at night, just like in any big city. And there are I'm places not saying, that listen, I'm not, I'm, saying I'm not saying London's a, an angel of a city, right? So it's a big people, city of 8 million people. People do not have a choice. They live there. We probably have yeah. places like that in Austin, too. I yeah. mean, there's a reason you live in central Austin. Yeah, yeah. You're not moving out on way out east. Rivers. No, I, but, so, but I don't get my, your point. So what's your point? Right, you don't. My, my point is that you don't, maybe you feel you don't need a gun. I don't. But what if I'm, I'm not as wealthy as you, I'm not as privileged as you, and I'm stuck in one of these neighborhoods and I have drug dealers outside and I've got gang members and I call the cops and maybe they don't show up or some, there's certainly something happening that, the state isn't isn't I, doing its job I to protect itself. It the way I, I want to be, be able to protect myself I, and my family. I, I get all that, but the very simple fact is, it's very simple. You have a listen. I live in Texas. I'm an American citizen. This is all, and I took the oath to the American flag. I did all that, right? So just so you know where I'm coming from, this is not a criticism. Read the Constitution. I, I'm just making. Well, actually, maybe Donald Trump should read it. But I'm just making the point. <laughs> I'm just making. Look, don't talk. I'm about not. My I'm not. I'm not. My president. I'm, I got it. I got. I, I said that for your benefit. My point being, I'll, I'm only upset with him about the second Amendment yeah, 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 issue. Yeah, Everything yeah, else, he's, have, he's doing yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have, but I have one more uh, comment before you cut me off. Go ahead, John. Yeah. Um. What's going to you? You said you swore an oath like I did when I was a veteran. If what's going to protect your First Amendment if you don't have the second? That's an interesting question. Again, I'm not argue. I'm not belaboring the point that people in the United States, certain states, you can't buy a handgun or they're more controlled than the United States. I am not arguing actually that people should or should not. Be allowed to harry a handgun. What I'm saying is, it's a misnomer, a misconception to believe that it makes you safer. That's what I'm saying. And if you actually just look at the, if you actually just look at statistics, which is very boring and dry, but if you actually just look at statistics of the murder rate uh, for young people, we'll pick on young people because that's what you were just talking about. If you look at young people across the UK versus across the United States, clearly 
the murder rate is higher in the United States. I'm not criticizing the United States. I'm just making an observation that that's a fact. Okay. We well, we have to get our mindset out of England. You know, this. But you this, brought us there, right? man. And You're then, the one that brought so let's, up London. Let's narrow it down. Let's talk about the United States because, you know, this is why I'm why I'm here. I love America and I'm not going anywhere else. And I love Texas. I know? live here for that reason, too. So why do you why are you here in Texas if you don't like guns? Well, so I didn't move to Texas because I didn't suddenly wake up one day and go, I'm going to live in Texas because the people have guns or don't have guns. I just live in Texas. I live in Austin because it's a great town. I love living in Austin. It's and a our great call, place. Our, if you want to know, our call-in number is 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Uh, but um, we're talking with Max, and he's from the earlier hour. His show is an hour uh, before us. Yes. And it's called what? Voice of the Radical Center, because I believe uh-huh, that uh-huh. people on the left right. and on the right have good ideas and that most people, 90% of the population, work in the middle, right? Like you, pointing to John, right? Sorry, Judah. 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 Sorry, I didn't catch your name. Sorry, that was good call as uh, John. Uh, I agree that we – I actually believe, having met before, I would actually – believe that we probably agree on 90% of things. We probably would agree. What about no gun zones? Because Martin asked about no gun zones. So what about those? Because we have we have uh, court, well, schools are an old gun zone. Correct. You're right. Courthouses are an old gun zone. Can you carry a gun into Congress? No. What do they do? Can you do that? Can you carry a gun into Paul Ryan's office? You can carry a gun in Texas State Capitol. But can you carry a gun into Paul Ryan's office? We can go to Texas State Capitol. Can you carry a gun into the governor's office? Yes, you can carry into the governor's office. Open carry can still carry your handgun in the governor's office. Absolutely, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, well, okay. See, this is is why you're here, right? Yeah, I know that, man. Just to be clear, (laughs) on everybody who understand, I married a Texan, a native Texan, born and bred here in Austin, Texas. Okay, so I married a Texan. What are her thoughts on guns? Uh, well, you would you think I'm maybe a little communist nut job? You would actually think she's a Trotskyite, right? I mean, she's she gives she gives money to the. Um, to the Democratic Party. So, yeah. I will point out, though, I will point out her family, her, f- I will point out. <laughs> Say it on the mic. I will point out. Can you take her with you when you leave? Oh, uh, no. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I actually, wait a minute, why? I can say this, right? Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually say that, I can actually say that, um, the her, she has brothers and they're all, you know, farmers and ranchers and everything else, old Austin. And they actually, do vote Republican than they do. It's just, but she's the one. That's okay, not. great. They can stay. Oh, good. Okay, that's that's the merit, <laughs> right, is so it? We don't believe in uh, we don't believe in freedom of speech anymore, as long as it's what you say. You well, agree we believe with. in freedom, which is but not includes freedom the as, Second Amendment. But not so freedom. if you're against the I, Second I, Amendment, I, but then I you're didn't say freedom. that. Did I say? Just did, don't did, have the freedom to I, take away. Wait other a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I just said. I, I've, this is the second time I'm doing this. I know I said it because I heard myself say it. That there is no, I understand. I live in Texas, and there's no. Re, I'm not against you people know, just having not having a right handgun. You're wrong. <laughs> well, you, now you sound like my friend at the pub the you other just night. Need to admit it. I'm you're, not going to take right you. You're wrong. What are you? Are you, are you an IPA drinker? No. No, oh, good. I didn't think. Long Island iced tea. Oh, please. Oh my God. Bring it. Do you, I, do you raise your pinky finger I when you drink it? I got a bottle in my vehicle. I'll bring it in here right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Long Island iced tea. That's right. All right, right to my clubbing days. All right, okay. so let's go to the phone line. I call in numbers 512-643-5483. Uh, let's go to BJ. What you got for us? Welcome to Come and Talk. Well, young man, I want to tell you first, we very much appreciate your program. And I'd like to ask that fella uh, that likes to live in Austin where he's from. He has such a unique accent. Well, thank you very much. I'm actually uh, originally from the U.K., 
And uh, But I grew up um, just outside London, which is why we were talking about London earlier. And uh, the reason I have a convoluted accent is because uh, even though my f- new friends here around the table who invited me to stick around, and they'll probably never invite me again, no, no. Uh, is because... It's because um, uh, I've lived in uh, the United States for a few years and uh, I used to sleep in a car. I'm a self-made guy. I slept in, you guys will know this, my car was a 1973 Ford LTD Country Squire, which I bought for 700 bucks so I could sleep in it. But I am... I am well, bless I was, your heart. Yeah, well, thank uh, you. I, I bless your heart. I hope that you do well in the coming years. And I just wanted to ask you a question. See, I'm you making friends already on the radio. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, yeah, VJ. You, tell him. Uh, you made the statement earlier that the murder rate is so much high uh, all over the United States, and I wanted to add to that that you know if you take out Philadelphia, New York City, Chicago, bless its heart too, and L.A., our murder rate is very low, and the per capita murder rate is better than forty-eight percent of all of countries in the world. So it 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 is uh, it impinges upon my my good sense of reality that the United States be uh, put in the light that we are a murderous country all over the United States. That's not true. It's especially not true in Texas, except in the border towns where uh, uh, murder and kidnapping and blackmail and extortion and rape and Everything else. Actually, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an expert on this, but I don't think that's true. I've seen some of the border towns, but I will. Well, but I, but I, let me just yeah, say that you're I gr- not an expert on this, and you don't know what you're talking about, well, and you're just like a lot of the Californicators that come. Californicators. Wait a minute. Yeah, you just got through telling me yeah. I'm a. Wait a minute. You just got through telling me I'm a great guy and welcome and all this sort yeah. of thing, and now I'm a Californicator. My goodness me. No, we, I said you're just like the Californicators oh, okay. that want to come tell us. That how we need to live in Texas did you and not, how bad it, it is did, around here. I didn't so, say it was bad. I just said I'm just making the point that the, the crime rate, murder rate in the United States is higher in the United Kingdom. That's all I'm saying. And it's a misnomer to think that guns protect you. That's all I'm saying. I will tell you, that, but remember, hey, listen, in my self-defense, mate, in my self-defense, I married a Texan. A native born and bred Austinite. Communist I married <laughs> I married a Texan. I married a Texan. So just say well, I think that uh, I think that must count for to your wife. That must go that must count for something, right? Well, by the way, absolutely, by the way, she would she absolutely. she would agree with you. <laughs> she, she would agree my, with you. My, she, my regrets she, she regrets it. She regrets it. She regrets it to this day. And I said, Baby, why did you move to Texas? And she says, Well, because you know, it, people in Texas are so very nice, and they are. people in the Midwest are so nice, they'd smile if they had a mouthful of dirt. Mm. Well, I can well, honestly you know tell what, you, you, I know love what? living here. Uh, you, you know, thank you. You got to call in every week. I, I, I yeah, really it was appreciate good, wasn't you. He? Hey, yeah, you're you're really good, and you put him in his place. I, I excuse I me. <laughs> so put me in my place. Exactly. Lime eaters, they got to try and stay healthy. He had to come over here to get. Oh my God, the old jokes are coming out. London, <laughs> That's right, sir. It, thank God he's not a. <laughs> <laughs> All right, BJ. Thank you. You have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Blessings to you and your family. Okay. Yes, sir. Oh, he's talking to me, not you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're talking about the NRA annual meeting, hopefully coming up next. We're going to talk about that, get into that, and want to find out what was at the NRA uh, meeting, uh, annual convention, and, you know, and 
the different exhibits and stuff like that that were there. I have someone that's calling in uh, who's actually on the ground there. Uh, so stay tuned. We come back from the break. We'll get into it. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Chad Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere with the all-new Radio.com app. Check your phone's app store or visit talk1370.com slash app. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so you hear about that story um, where this pregnant black woman is in prison for defending herself. You guys hear that story? No? You didn't no. hear that? All right, well, I'll talk about that here in a second. Now, during the break, you were talking about, you know, you don't think guns... What, what was that statement you made? Oh, I don't think guns keep people safe. You don't think guns keep people safe? Well, of course not. Michael, if you put a gun on the table right now, what is it going to do? Is it going to keep you safe? Is that gun going to do anything on its own, Michael? So it's people with guns that keep you safe. It's people. <laughs> it's your own instincts. It's your own training. It's your own wherewithal of it's you knowing your surroundings you being able to listen look if you don't hear somebody break into your house then you can't react i mean if you're not if you're not aware if you're not if you if you're not aware of your situation if you're not aware of where you're going what you're doing a gun will do you no good look the door swings both ways okay if you're going to say that guns don't kill people people don't kill people correct guns don't save people or defend people people save people and people defend people and it's a contradiction to say one and not the other Okay. All right. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. All right. And then what are those stats from London? Which ones? The, well, the ones we were looking at earlier. So I want to make sure we, we put those numbers out there because someone's asking for them. Basically, for the first time, London's murder rate has overtaken the city of New York's murder rate. And, and talking to Mike? <laughs> that was a BBC article, right? It was actually from the British Broadcasting Company. Yeah. There were multiple articles that came out uh, about six weeks or so. Yeah, BBC. All right. And so, all right, so let me go back to this story I was talking about earlier. All right, so apparently last summer, a black woman in Michigan defended herself, um, her mother and a two-year-old daughter with a registered, so they say registered, unloaded gun against a woman who she and her attorneys say tried to hit them with a car. She was a concealed carry permit holder and living in an open carry state, one with a stand-your-ground law in place. And so basically what she did, she actually, she's serving a two-year prison sentence right now at Horan Valley Correction Facility for felonies assault, I'm sorry, felonious assault and felony firearm convictions. Uh, she's seven months pregnant, and according to her attorney, she's receiving insufficient medical care, including being shackled to her bed during a vaginal exam and even though her pregnancy is high risk uh, the case is under appeal but the judge deciding uh, her fate thomas hathaway has already denied a request to postpone her sentence until she gives birth so i mean what are you guys thoughts on that you know because we always you know we seem to come to we seem to come to the aid of people 
of everyone else. But now this young lady here, who was a license holder, uh, defending herself, she happens to be a, a black woman, mother, and now she's looking at serving two years in jail. I mean, is that right? Where's the NRA on on this? Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that you know. And see, you know, those are the things like that I, I have an issue with um, because the things that we need to stand up and fight for, fight against, we're not doing that. Uh, I don't understand why this big, huge Kumbaya festival, you know, this past weekend, you have all these people that are sitting back and they complain about the NRA. You know, different little organizations will say, you know, the NRA is not doing this. This is why I like gun, gun owners of America or whoever, whoever. But all those people that were complaining about the NRA for the last year, two years or whatever, they're all in Dallas right now. And so what are you doing? You know, you're, first you're saying, you know, you know, you don't like the NRA, but now you're up in Dallas and you're giving, you know, interviews and doing all this other stuff. I I'm, I'm really confused. I, I'm seriously confused. You know, so is the NRA, you know, do you think they're doing what they're doing or you're just using them for their platform? What's going on? You know, and I'm me. I don't talk out of both sides of my mouth, you know, so I'm not going. People ask me, are you going to Dallas? You know, I had an invitation to go to Dallas. I had free tickets to go to Dallas. I'm not going to Dallas, not going to that event up there because I don't believe in, you know, I don't believe that this organization is doing what they said they're supposed to do. They're not going to get national reciprocity passed. They're not going to get the concealed carry uh, bill passed. They're not going to get the uh, Hearing Protection Act passed. We're not going to get any of that stuff done. And this is the last year to do this stuff. And this is what I don't understand. We have until December to get this stuff done because the House or the Senate is going to flip. Definitely the House is going to flip to the other side. We're going to lose the House with all these retirements in, in, in our, our Congress here. We're going to lose the House. And there's a possibility we can probably lose the Senate. And if that happens, we're not going to get any of this stuff done and we're going to be done for. We're going to be sitting here waiting uh, for 10, you know, 10 or 20 years to to flip back to the other side or 10 years, eight years or whatever it is to flip back to the other side. And so I'm just very disappointed and I don't feel, you know, I, I don't feel positive. I don't feel hopeful. I'm, I'm not happy about anything I'd heard during the, the convention this past weekend. Nothing at all. I mean, what are you guys thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of look at the uh, the gun issue. You know, we have a defensive role and then we have offensive. And in the past, you know, the NRA seems to have done a pretty good job where, you know, if the Democrats are going to start attacking the Second Amendment, they'll come in place and um, prevent them from getting anywhere. But, I mean, you see right now, um, you know, we're, we're controlling the House and Senate um, and they're not pushing for anything. So um, I think they, they're, they're effective in... Um, somewhat of a role, but they, I think they've gotten comfortable and they're not pushing for what they should be. They're waiting to get pushed? Yeah, probably. No, I, I think they're, you know, there's, it's just a facade. I mean, Republicans, you know, in Congress right now are the same thing. They're, we, they're we just actually, comfortable. We listened, to, we listened to the president say everything yesterday. I mean, it was a great speech, you know, and I'm all supportive of the things that he was talking about. You know, all that stuff, that's great, but that's not something that I want to hear at the NRA convention. I want to hear the I want to hear about guns at the NRA convention. That's why I came there to hear about, uh, not about all the other stuff, which is good stuff. You know, don't don't get me wrong. You know, I'm very supportive in the think those other issues. I support them 100. percent But I expect this president to go to the National Rifle Convention and this vice president to stand up there and tell us that he is going to fight for concealed carry reciprocity, or he's going to fight for the Hearing Protection Act. That's what we sent him to D.C. to do. 
And I'm not hearing that. And yeah. if you're not asking for that, then you're, you know, he's selling us down the river and we're, he, we're being played as fools. I mean, Trump's never been a big supporter or supporter at all of the Second Amendment. And he's been pretty explicit about that. Um, I mean, it, I think he's better than he's better than the alternative. If we had Clinton in here, we'd certainly be doing much worse. But, um, you know, for me, the best I'd hope from him. Is and that's that, also is that our fault attack. because we never should have gotten to that point. Never should have gotten to that point where those are our choices. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't even want to go down that road, but, you know, there are so many other candidates that we could have picked, you know, it, if that was an issue. So that's still our fault. It's our fault. We look in the mirror because we're the ones to blame. Uh, if we don't, you know, we're not going to get these bills passed. If we cannot, We need to be on the offensive right now, Absolutely. not the defensive at all. I'm, I'm tired of playing defense. I want national reciprocity passed. I want the Hero Protection Act passed. I want to be on the offensive with this. Let's get this done. There's no reason we can't have this done in 30 days. No excuse whatsoever. What do you think? Uh, you know, uh, the NRA, like a lot of organizations, like a lot of politicians, like a lot of thing in this uh, things in this world that start uh, as something meaningful and turn into something that's purely driven by profits and money, uh, you know, I, I can't I, I can't depend on the NRA. I, I don't depend on Trump. Um, you know, Trump's tax plan, a lot of things Trump does is, is fine. You know, he's, he's fine, but the man doesn't seem to respect the Constitution as far as the freedom of press, as far as the freedom of people to protest. You know, for, for a man that doesn't respect those parts of the Constitution, I don't expect him to, to respect any part of the Constitution. I mean, he hasn't actually attacked the freedom of the press. I mean, what he said is what he said. He hasn't, sure, he hasn't it, taken meaningless government. meaningless until he takes He hasn't taken action. action, but even speaking out against it. I mean, he's the president I mean, the, of well, the United if, States. If the press is attacking him constantly and in an unfair way, I think it's fine for him to speak Well, back. the press, I mean, the press is always attacking. The press is an entertainment company. So, of course, they, they all, have to. Honestly, they, I'm all fine with that. The, the tweets he does, I'm actually fine with all that stuff, you know, because that shows that, number one, he's human. And, you know, hey, they're attacking me, so I'm going to attack them back. Yeah, I you like know, that. I'm, I, I'm fine with that. You know, but there are other issues. You know, I, my problem is you turn on CNN, and the only thing they're talking about is Trump, 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 Trump. They're not talking about what the issues are. They're, a mil they're, they're like a thousand people were killed yesterday, and you didn't hear it on the news at all in another country. Sure. Uh, you know, they're, they'd rather they're, talk about Stormy Daniels. Yes, they're they're focusing on like so many different wrong things right right, right now. I, I, I think the, the same issues. way about guns. People talk guns, 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 AR fifteen. 40, 44 Magnum, or if you're from UK, 45 Magnum, which we apparently should be, we should look, be doing it. We should be talking about the real, the real, re, the real things that are going on. You know, the, the problems with people, the problems within society. You know, as lo the more we talk about guns, the less we don't talk about the things that really matter. I mean, the reason guns are so important is because all the other rights and all the other um, things that we want to improve in society, it all comes down to the right to. One self defense for yourself, but then also sure and for and, the but, and the, and the right mean, to bear arms, the right yeah. to have guns is different than talking about the physical objects themselves. You know, as long as we make it about the object gun, then we're getting away from the rights. You know, I, I think we need to focus more on the. I, I think especially on the left, bringing up guns and talking about AR-15s and saying assault is putting it is objectifying the argument and making it about the utensils themselves, I about mean, the guns, and because they don't have a real argument. Sure, and that's what they want. So, from my approach, I mean, I I, I do I want guns absolutely. So I don't want to talk about guns. I want to talk about. Training. I want to talk about people being proficient. I want to talk about people getting 
concealed handgun licenses, people being responsible. You know, I want to talk about the people. I don't want to, I want to get away from the objects because that's what the people attacking are, are focused on it. And rightfully so, because they don't really have an argument. Mm. You know, and I had the opportunity uh, this past week to go to a couple of schools. I talked to this one middle school and, you know, I enjoy talking to kids. I enjoy talking to college students. And I was at this middle school and these kids were, you know, they had very specific questions that they were asking. Uh, the kids wanted to come up with solutions to some of our, you know, as they said it, uh, some of our gun problems. And so I said, well, first, before we talk about what are the solutions, let me educate you on what the laws are. And so I began to, to talk to them about, you know, the different laws, you know, in the country, you know, how a person, you know, what's the process for a person being able to purchase a gun and what's the process of, you know, a person getting a license, you know, you know, yay and nay and all that stuff and, and the requisite and all that stuff. And so once I did that, I went down that list, you know, they were like, okay. Well, this is a lot more complicated than we thought. I said, yeah, absolutely. And he said, well, this is, it's not as easy as we thought it was. No, it's not as easy. It's not as easy to purchase as they want you to believe. It's not as easy to get a license and all that stuff. It's not as easy to carry that firearm. You know, there are places that you can and cannot carry it once you get the license or whatever. There are places that you can and cannot carry it without a license. And so, and that's the handgun. There's different for a handgun. There is for a long gun. And so when I went through all this, you know, they're like, well, wow, well, we already have laws in place. I said, yeah, we do. And they got stuck. Here's the part they were stuck on. Because some of these kids, because of where I was at this particular middle school, some of them had family members that were convicted of felonies. And so they were stuck on the point that they have a family member that's a, that was a convicted felon that did something, did something like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And now that person cannot pass a background check to buy a gun in the gun store. And so they were like, well, if we pass universal background checks, then this person's not going to be forgiven for that crime and be able to or get their rights back. And they, they pay restitution to the state. They're not going to get their rights back and be able to purchase a gun if we pass universal background checks at all. All right, so we're talking about this, we're talking about more. We're still going to talk about the National Rifle Association's annual meeting. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill to Come and Talk It. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky-tacky. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes all the same. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so, you know, this weekend was the NRA's annual meeting. And I want everyone to listen. Listen in and hear what the President and Vice President of the United States had to say about national reciprocity and the Hearing Protection Act. That's right. Remember that. Not a damn thing. Nothing. This president is playing the gun community as a fool, and he, he talked about everything else except for the National Reciprocity and Hearing Protection Act. You know, when I go to the NRA convention or I listen to a speech, you know, at the NRA annual meeting from our leaders, I expect to hear just that. I want to hear about the pro-gun stuff that you're doing. I want to hear about the pro-gun stuff that you're pushing. 
And Jerry Patterson said something earlier, you know, because I missed that comment. What what did Jerry say? Jerry said the president has no firmly held beliefs regarding the Second Amendment. He's generally on our side, though. <laughs> All right, so let me let me bring into the conversation Cody Wilson, uh, and because I want to get Cody's perspective on this, you know what's you know what's going on, you know why are we not getting a pro gun bill passed through Congress? Because Cody, we have a Republican controlled Senate, a Republican controlled House, we have the White House. There should be no reason why we cannot get the National Reciprocity or Hearing Protection Act or any of that stuff passed. This year, because in December, the House is going to flip or the Senate is going to flip. What's up, Cody? That's right. Hey, Mike, thanks for bringing me on. Absolutely. I was just at I was at NRA uh, the past two days in Dallas. And uh, the president's remarks kind of confused everybody. Uh, <laughs> now, Trump Jr. was on the floor. You can't you can't doubt that Trump Jr. is a real gun guy. I mean, he, you know, apparently the word well, he's not the president, that, though. That's my problem. I know. But I'm I'm saying when the bump the bump stock thing was happening, it it was Trump Jr. in there saying, look, Dad, don't, you know, you can't, you can't do any more than this. Uh, I'm just saying he's got at least one solid voice in his ear. The problem is, in general, that Jeff Sessions and all these other people who are thought to be for generations Second Amendment people are equally no help. So we know, we have to accept, I think, at this point that Trump isn't a man of, of particular uh, principled convictions other than specific political instincts and i don't think the second amendment is one of his strong instincts he's got a very new york urbanite attitude about it and for those that don't know cody wilson is uh the founder one of the founders for defense distributed he's like the most dangerous man on the internet right now and so you know (laughs) so if you're looking you know looking at getting uh you want to sit at home in your garage or sit in your living room and you want to build an ar or 1911 or a glock you know you can get and he's going to tell you once he finishes this, he's going to tell you, you know, about, you know, his products in, in, that are out there that are just going crazy right now. Because with, with everything that's going on around the country, people are afraid that you know, we, we look at what happened in Florida. We're looking at what, what is happening in a lot of different states because I never thought things would – I never thought Florida of all states would go back and, and, and impose gun control laws. So, you know, Cody's going to tell us about, you know, his products because people in Florida are getting them. People in California are getting them because they're saying, man, I do not want the government to know what I have because now I can't trust them. Can't trust anybody. You know, I definitely I can't, can't trust the Republicans now. Look, 15 states since Florida have passed some type of some type of gun control. Um, and it is it's totally shocking that the House and the Senate. Uh, can't pass major gun reform, and, or what uh, we would say gun expansion. Now, when you ask what what the reason for that is, it's less about Trump than it is about Mitch McConnell and his his position with cloture and how, how tenuous his majorities are in the Senate, and then directly about Paul Ryan. I mean, Paul Paul Ryan, I think, is the greatest offender uh, for national reciprocity, the, the greatest particular individual who has been the most responsible for not allowing that to proceed. So, uh, look... Paul Ryan announced his retirement. I think he knows how reviled, essentially, he is, how between a rock and a hard place he is when it comes to where conservative uh, people are and where the, where the president is and what he's expected to do. I think they're just throwing their hands up, and they're going to let they're going to take a big loss in November. And unfortunately, um, the courts aren't looking much better. So I don't know that we're going to get any more expansion of the Second Amendment in this presidency, uh, and certainly not the next. 
Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, Cody, tell uh, tell people about your – because you, you guys just came out not too long ago uh, with the option of being able to build a 1911 or, or Glock. Yeah, that's right. So our, the- our flagship product is called the Ghost Gunner CNC, ghostgunner.net, and it's a machine that lets you make firearms at home. It's a pretty popular thing to do from 80% receivers – I was just at NRA. Polymer eighty was there. A lot of a lot of eighty percent groups are there. It's a now. Did you guys have Did you guys have a booth there? Uh, I attended privately. Like uh, okay. I, I attend Shot Show for NSSF, but no, we don't do NRA shows yet. Although for reasons that I I won't discuss today, we'll definitely do an NRA show next year. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of big stuff that we're working on right now. Oh really? But you know you, oh, can't, yeah, you, you, you can't tease me like that and just back off. <laughs> oh, look, you man, know I'm not gonna, gonna let you go because now you just. I was gonna you just, tell you later. Oh, okay. I, in about in about 45 days, man, I can tell you we can do the show. Oh, see, that's, like, why, that's why you didn't come inside the studio because you knew I was gonna give you a couple of drinks and you're gonna leak that stuff. I you know I kind of was worried I was gonna tell you and then once I tell you, man, everyone's gonna know. So, <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's cool stuff, you know. Honestly, so what you're I, saying I is what you're saying is you're working out with something with the NRA, some little deal. Well, you know, you guys are gonna they're gonna start selling the Ghost Gunner. Oh man, no! I'm telling you something like I'm telling you this is gonna be like for uh, for all time, dude. This is bigger than the NRA. This is bigger than NSSF. This is bigger than Congress, man. This really? this stuff for all time. Oh my God! So the NRA is gonna help you with your lawsuit. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know you can Look, tell man, me. You can trust stop me. Stop guessing. You can trust stop me. Guessing. No, when it, when this when this goes down, everybody's gonna know. All right, this isn't gonna be like oh, it's about some lawsuit or something. This is bigger You're than that. You're gonna have okay? to change the like, subject, or he's gonna get it out of you. He does it every week. You can trust me, Cody. Cody, you can trust me. You gotta change the subject right away uh, now. Pretty, it's Sunday because I'm what pretty, what is said today will be the topic that goes through the entire week. Give it to me, Here's Cody. The thing. We don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of gun stuff to look forward to for the next couple of years. There might be a couple accidental things here and there, but. You know, it's it was real shameful to watch David Hogg, you know, make people cower and bow and scrape and everything. <laughs> I think uh, but there's going to be one big thing coming up in the next 45 see, days but, that we'll but, at least all have a chance to talk about. But, Cody, you know, they, they can only – David Hogg can only make you cower if you're not confident in your position when it comes to Second Amendment. You know, this kid knows nothing about, you know, laws and how things work and the stats or any of that stuff. And he's just trying to get a job, you know, with some media company trying to, you know – to, to be at someone's news desk is all he's trying to do. He's just trying to get well, yeah, college yeah. right now, right? Yeah. Wasn't we, we all know that he doesn't yeah, know and anything. And he's still trying to get in college. He's, not scary. he's scary because he can he can use his Twitter mob and, and all these other groups, Media Matters and all the people behind him, to put economic pressure on, let's say, you know, like your your patrons or something for your radio show or your right. sponsors or, or, in my case, my bank or something. So, I mean, he brought, you know, he humbled he humbled Laura Ingram. She she clerked it to the Supreme Court. <laughs> now I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make him bigger than he is. And his his 15 minutes are probably almost gone. I don't think anything from the March for Our Lives will translate. And, and what, so. whenever people do that, whenever people get online and say, "Hey, you know, go to this particular company and do this, 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 this," this that's only for a short time. If you can weather that storm for about a week, you're good the following week because then they have short term, you know, a short term memory. Yeah, the only reason it works is because people let it work. Yeah. If you just ignore it. You're I mean, Trump pre- it happens proved to me. that. It happens to me every year. Someone does that to us every single year. Someone gets mad, and then they go to our page, they go to our Google, and just, you know, and, and slam us. You know, you just weather the storm. Look, I agree. And, of course, you and me, Mike, we, we, we know this more than other people. Like, we, I had letters sent directly to my e-commerce platform this year from special interest anti-gun law firms. I mean, they're, you know, they work extra hard behind the scenes to take you down 
since they know they can't beat us for now, like in the courts or in the legislatures and stuff. I mean, they're always working overtime to, to do stuff like this. I agree. You got to mostly just sit there and take it. But, uh, the, the cultural moment right now is one of like a total, a total allergy to the expansion of gun rights. Everybody thinks that gun control is just in the cards. They only need enough time. They only need a matter of time. Uh, and I'm not sure that they're wrong, but I'll tell you, there's some good stuff coming. Okay. Good. What is it? That's what I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what it is. If, you, if you're good at something, you don't, you don't give it away for free. Uh, but then now that I recognize that I said that, most of my company has been built on giving things away for free to people. So I hear you. I hear you. All right. So we're just going to – I get you. So I'm going to – I know where you are right now. So I'll be there in, in probably about 45 minutes and a couple of drinks, <laughs> and you'll, you'll, you're going to leak it all. Hey, look, I've already given it to a couple of press people, man. I mean, it's like this. Is really? Big. And you haven't told this me is, yet? I'm totally this disappointed. Gun right news. This is going to be the biggest gun news of, of 2018. How about that? I'm just I'm just hyping it like, real hard. But I don't think I'm exaggerating. No? <laughs> Am I going to be involved in this? Yeah, if you want to be. Only if I want to be. Yeah, hmm. there you go. Only if I want to be. All right, so is this involved in the ghost gunner? Oh man, okay. Let's stop. Let's stop guessing. What else you got in your agenda? <laughs> what about what printable what suppressor? I, I want to know, like, why forty-five days? Why can't you announce it now? What's happening in forty-five days? Well, I think I think you should use like you should use your powers of deduction to know that that must mean that there's some timeline that I can't control and that has been suggested or even oh I don't know uh, demanded. You know, it, this is a multi. This is a thing that involves many years and multiple institutions and players. You know, it ain't just up to me. How about that? All right, all right. So then, then let's talk more about the uh, the convention uh, this past weekend. So the different people that you ran into. Yeah, well, I mean, Trump was there on Friday. I didn't get to, you know shake his hand or anything, but it was interesting that the remarks he gave were were better than last year's. At least in that they were kind of copies of Second Amendment Foundation talking points. Like, you've at least got somebody feeding Trump good Second Amendment stuff. Now, I, I'm with you that like, he didn't say anything about reciprocity, but, you know, it, it shows a certain posture. But the kind, of, the kind of meetings that we had, like, at night and behind the scenes show that a big mystery, because apparently Jeff Sessions still says behind closed doors that he's a big Second Amendment guy. The frustrating thing to me is that all these major federal cases against the AR-15, for example, and, and uh, you know, against... Yeah, against restoration, like all the stuff that we really hope would come through after Heller, the DOJ still opposes all those things. So, what do you what do you like, think? What do you think the tone uh, for bump stocks was at the at this weekend? Oh, dude, bump stocks are everybody let that go. I mean, I, when I was I remember being at Knob Creek, everybody, even the people attending, everyone brought one to sell one. Like everyone was ready to let bump stocks go. I don't know. What when you say, say let it go, it, what do you mean? Like give them up? Yeah, dude, it, it was like everyone recognized they're just this kind of novelty. They could, everybody could make a cheap, a cheap buck off of them and, and use them as sacrificial lambs. Like so no just, one really cared about protecting the bump stock. So we're just going to give that up and just and move on? I consider the bump stock giving up, don't you? Really? I, I, I agree, but you know, I think that's wrong because you give them an inch, they take a mile, and then they're going to claim victory come next year. Doing well, a, I agree. Doing I mean, a Republican, probably, Republican Congress, Republican Senate, and a Republican president, they will claim victory. Oh, it's wild, yeah. And then, you know, President Oprah is set up to uh, to implement some kind of totally new framework for accessories and stuff. I mean, look, I agree. but uh, Because if uh, you can get what, that, if you can get that, you know, with a Republican-controlled, you know, Congress, then imagine what you can get, you know, when it flips. 
Well, these, this is almost like a mirror image of 2009, 2010. You know, like they had these, the Democrats had these super majorities. They pass uh, in the middle of a recession, some type of healthcare entitlement, which is a totally bizarre thing to do. And now we have like a similar environment. We could have passed all these incredible things. Instead, we pass a tax bill that no one really asked for. Now, granted, I'll take my tax cut. I know you will too, Mike, but you know, it was like, uh, they got the one big bill through that pissed everybody off. And now, uh, look, we're, we're setting up for a wave. Maybe it won't be as bad as 2010, but come on, like all bets are off. Hmm. Okay. What do you think? What is she? <laughs> what do you think? Um, oh, you're, you're asking me. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out what's happening in 45 days. That's, oh, you're stuck on that too. <laughs> I know. See? No, I'm over here you speculating. Um, no, I mean, I mean, my lawyers, my lawyers, the best lawyers in the game, were like stunned. Okay, stunned. Um, I mean, I, I I watched Trump's speech or most of it, and I mean, it's very obvious he's just pandering to the crowd. But he, I mean, that's what he does everywhere, and I think that's what allowed him to win. Um, but I, I I mean, I think the problem is is much bigger than Trump. It's much much bigger than um, any particular issue. It's that the Republicans in Congress and Senate right now everywhere are, are don't care about the Constitution and they don't care about the issues that are are really important in this country. Um, they're either um, not they're trying not to rock the boat or they're they're they got into a position of power and they're just trying to keep it and I think we see that with guys like Ryan or McCain and uh, I think we need to get them out and get real conservatives in. um yeah I don't think anybody in the government is crazy about the Second Amendment considering you know what its true purpose is so I don't expect anybody in the government to give us anything uh, I think the best you can hope for is for them to stop some kind, you know, is to is to hopefully shut down more gun control measures. That's that's a that's a that's an actual. Well, ask, I mean, but that's, to get that's them to give us the more. Defensive. I, the way the way I look at this Second Amendment issue and why it's important to work on issues like national reciprocity um, is is because we're always going to the left is always going to constantly be fighting back. So if we're always on the defensive, we're going to keep on getting pushed back. You need you need to even if these are little issues here and there, we need to fight so we are gaining more ground. Yeah, we I mean, should, I, but yeah. we shouldn't expect the government to join us. Well, the like, government is us. I mean, let's kick them out of Sure, the well, we can't expect the president or any or any of the executive branch at least to be with us on that. Um, I mean, I, I think the I think Trump can be could be pressured. I, I mean, the great the the greatest example is when uh, he started talking about the bump stock ban um, and then I think Wayne LaPierre met with him and like within an hour he sent out a tweet that he completely flipped his position. Um, so, I mean, that's it, how it, I look. What, what's, what's sad is uh, if the ATF comes back and, you know, because the ATF gave us, we actually got the bump stocks on the, on the President Obama. And then if the ATF comes back on the Trump and takes them away, then they're going to admit they lied the first time or, you know, they're incompetent or something. I mean, right, Cody? No, nah, it's more like they've got the directive, right, to... But how can you, how can you leak? Seriously, how can you justify that? Because you went through the process no, you, and said, okay, well, come on, this is know. something that, you know, you approve. We know firearms technology branch is just all smoke and mirrors. And, and we all laugh about it when it comes down to things like the SIG brace and, and all that. I mean, we all even joke about it. Like, it's all just magic, magical thinking from ATF. Like, here's how something that isn't a machine gun is a machine gun. And that's what's going to happen with, with the bump stock, too. So whatever. But at least, look. It, all, what you have to take right now is, look, I, I'm no Democrat, right? I don't believe in the government either. I, I, I don't know your name, sir, but whoever, you know, your guest was. Judah uh, Ross, if you're talking to me. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, I think that's the maturest attitude. Like, uh, obviously, you can't expect the government to be on the side of its own, you know, uh, deposing <laughs> with arms. But uh, <laughs> basically, at least <laughs> Trump is at NRA pandering to the crowd. Okay, that's oh, something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In this environment, he doesn't have to do that. It's real hot, and he decides to come in anyway because his instincts sort of are to stir the pot. So at least he did it. And I, oh, no, I, I, get, I give him so, credit for that. And um, I think he said he was only president since Reagan to do that. Is that yeah, and I, but I think people need to wake up and, you know, and hold, you know, our elected officials, uh, their feet to the fire, you know, because we only have a very short amount of time to get this done. Uh, look, honestly, man, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of red pilled on, on the whole uh, NRA crowd right now. It's like, what do you mean? Well, it's like they don't. I don't know, man. Don't let me get all like depressive about it. But no, um, no give it to me. I need to know. Realist, says you were there, and I was not there. I need to know. Okay, this whole myth about you remember like the whole Bundy Ranch standoff thing. Like, oh, you know, there's we're five million members, and don't mess with our guns. We'll we'll start a revolution. Like, maybe that needs to be taken away from people. Like, maybe that piece of rhetoric needs to like uh, evaporate. So, so we're saying we should, we should. So we shouldn't say that. No, no, I'm saying like. I don't know. Call call the baby boomers bluff. You know what I mean? Because I'm not I'm not really seeing a bunch of people that are ready to take arms to do anything. Mm. And I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not seeing an attitude about defending. You're saying nothing. they're full of it, and they're just you know it, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're full of crap. And they're saying, oh, if you come take our guns, we're going to do this and we're going to do that, and they're not going to do crap. Well, that's an old sawhorse, right? It's a standby. It's a piece of rhetoric for a long time that I you know I don't know how true it is. And uh, there's a lot of passive passive acceptance of, of all kinds of things right now. So basically I don't know you're saying that, you know, is. when you're there at the NRA, can, you know, the NRA annual meeting, you know, it's, it's all a facade and people, they they don't have the, the cojones to really stand up and do anything. I don't know, man. I don't want to insult anybody, right? But it's, it's, a, bunch of, it's a bunch of old people. They're looking tired. They're looking old, you know? These officials tired. work for us. If insulting them is what gets their head out of their butt, then maybe we need to be a little more aggressive with our rhetoric we elect them you, they I, work for us they're public servants period end of discussion i say it every week we need to stop treating our elected officials like they're better than us or like they are this all-knowing all-being entity we elect them it's the grassroots that get these people elected i block walk i phone bank and i work for these candidates because they are allegedly supposed to support what i believe in and if we don't start holding them accountable then then we're, then we're not a republic because we're not being represented by our elected officials. Are we a republic? Do they really work for us? I, I think that's what I just said. Do they <laughs> really? I heard you say it's that. Productive. That's politically productive. That's no, our I fault decided, that they're not working for us. Five, five or six years ago, I decided, you know, I was no longer going to be involved in, you know, electoral stuff. And, and we started doing all this technical stuff on the internet saying like, well, no matter what the AR-15 status is in the courts, at least you can download it one day. Okay, you see what I'm saying? You can work outside of these processes and at least work in a in a uh, a layer of the facts that no elected person, regardless of how literate or illiterate, can really affect. And uh, that's the only thing that gives me sauce at the end of the day. Working at a, at a level above what has become just a you know a circus and, and a highly contemptible uh, multi-year ritual of electing idiots to power that then don't do anything with it. Well, I mean, if if you see the system like that and and you see it's so corrupt, you don't have to say. I'm not going to work within the system. I'm just going to go off entirely on my own. You could say I'm going to undermine the system or I'm going to change the entire system. I mean, well, look, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand why, why we have to accept that just just because it's the way it is now mean, 
mean means it has to be like that in the future. Well, I, I doubt we're going to settle a, a 500-year-old question on, on a phone call, but I don't think there's no, I'm, credible evidence that the Republic has in any way improved in, in the terms of the founding, like both the civic, you know, moral stature of the people and uh, the fitness of this group of, of the populace to keep and hold a republic. I don't think any of that's improved in our lifetimes, and uh, that's probably an objective and empirical fact. But, well, why has it declined? <laughs> this is the nature of the rise and fall of empires, brother. You know, uh, look, look at history. All this comfort, all this freedom, all this safety, these liberal, these strong liberal institutions, they produce the opposite of what they're supposed to, to maintain and secure. When people are... Uh, too safe for too long and not, not involved directly in the, the taking of responsibility for themselves and the harnessing of freedom directly for themselves and their own safety and security, the provisioning of their own independence, uh, they become soft and weak and they let cruel little men and these little institutions level us all and turn us into hurt animals. And so uh, from time to time, the Liberty Tree, it thirsts for blood, my brother. I mean, I, I agree with you on on pretty much all of that. Are, are you saying that the only hope for reform is for the entire system to collapse and a revolution to take place? There's oh, there's, there's nothing there's, in between that? I think there's multiple scenarios. But look, we, we live in a... after Everything after Snowden for me is, is an abortion. We live in a total police state. I'm not trying to red pill your listeners, Mike, but we live in a complete total police and surveillance state. Uh, every single thing that you watch in the news every single day that these people want from you is 10 times worse and any of the complaints from the from the Boston Tea Party era, do you know what I mean? And you you, yeah. you actually hit the nail on the head. You know, you're right because they're not going to do anything. People will let their rights get taken away and refuse to do anything. Let's humanize, harmonize, and localize this. All right, so let's let's focus on like take for instance Austin. You know, and I like to put it in words that people understand. All right, so you take Austin and you take uh, the Austin Police Department. How they have this no refusal thing uh, with this thing where you get pulled over by a police officer. And they actually take your blood. <laughs> just let that let that crap yeah. sink in. They take that's your ridiculous. blood. And people, and it's like, just, I mean, just listen to that. Just think about what that means. You know, they actually, you get pulled over by a police officer and automatically they can take your blood from you. Look, there's a, there's an ongoing discussion right now, you know, like in young libertarian futurist circles. And like serious circles, I mean, people connected to Silicon Valley and stuff. But the whole question is like, does liberal democracy, like, does it really make sense anymore? Um, you know, is it really something that like makes sense in a mass cultural technical state like we have? Maybe it it made more sense in the 19th century and the 20th century, and you know, before the war. But liberal forms increasingly like um, they're nonsensical, and you see people. In I mean, the they had the like, same questions during the Industrial Revolution in the early 1900s. They're saying. Our society was different. Maybe it doesn't work anymore. And well, I, sure, sure. Reaction, reactionary questions, and, and many of these are returning again. Like, but yeah, all I mean is, like, uh, increasingly, the only political, like, the only political rhetoric you even see, is one about maintenance of democracy because democracy itself is the value. Well, I don't even understand that. And most people, individuals, conservatives in America, understand that they're Republicans anyway, and that the founders didn't even like democracy to begin with. So, you know, we're already more of the way there than than most of the people in elite media. Uh, and, and cultural institutions. Say it in the mic. Go ahead. What? The founding fathers didn't like democracy. That's why the United States of America is not a democracy. It's a representative republic. And that's a pet peeve of mine. Sorry. I was mumbling to myself and I put the mic in front of my face. 
We're not a democracy. We're a representative republic. Every vote does not count. That's why Donald Trump lost the popular vote, but still won the electoral college. Well, look, I said I said the same thing. I mean, like, obviously, we, we're a Republican form, but every every person who maintains, like, you know, cultural value and, and direction in our politics values democracy as like the greatest value right now. This is both Republicans and Democrats. And, you know, over over time, we've we've definitely lost uh, through direct election of senators, the imposition of the of the direct income tax. Like we've implemented democratic forms. And of course, obviously, since the 1920s in the Supreme Court and then and the New Deal and the Great Society programs, we're clearly much more of like a, a welfare democracy of like the European stripe than we ever were, like a, yeah, an agrarian individualist, you know, a federalist republic. So uh, we are going to suffer the same fate as a uh, as Western Europe, which is this. And we all feel it. This decadence, right? This total this total drift into I don't know, the interruption of our institutions. Nothing functions. We're running out of money. We spend it very quickly. So the only questions now are like, what is to come? What are the forms to come? Is it just going to be we all break up? Texas leaves, California leaves, we all do our individual things? I don't know. And then to answer your other guest's like, question earlier, I think there's many different things that can happen. I'm excited about any of them happening because I'm sick to death of people in California and New Jersey getting a vote on what kind of hardware I get to carry here in Austin, Texas. Man, I, you know what, Cody? I, I wish I can get you into the studio. Uh, hope, uh, hopefully we'll get you in here next weekend or something like that and finish this conversation. Uh, as always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.